Good morning, coaches. Brian Blackburn here with the Pound the Rock podcast. want to thank our sponsors here at hardwoodtexas.com, Tumbleweed Textiles, Jeremy Thomas Agency, Scholastic Steel, Huddle, and Waterboy Graphics. Today we have Coach Jeff Keener, former coach, now an administrator, uh, Fort Bend ISD, and uh, he's going to be talking to us about what makes a good job. This is a really important topic for a lot of coaches, and I think it's something that we can all learn from or listen to or at least get ideas from in regards to what, what makes a good job. And that, that answer is not going to be the same for everybody, but hopefully we'll give you some, some food for thought in regards to this. So, Coach, thanks for being with us this morning. Brian, happy to be here. Thanks for uh, letting me be a part of this. One thing I mentioned before we started the podcast was I feel like you've never taken a bad job. And so why don't you talk a little bit about uh, maybe uh, what was important to you in regards to uh, finding the places that you wanted to work? Well, you know, early on in my career, I'll be honest, it was about wins. You know, I thought if I was going to uh, advance uh, in the business and, you know, being a coach, uh, you know, I did. I looked for some places that I thought, you know, we would be successful. Uh, I did have, you know, I had aspirations of being a, you know, uh, a larger school uh, basketball coach. uh, And my ultimate goal was to be an athletic director. And I thought I needed to be in larger districts in uh, metropolitan areas to to be that, you know, to, to to have that as a goal uh, and to to get there so you know uh, early on I, I really did I looked for places that I thought we could win and uh, my, you know my first job at Hampshire Finette was just I was at Westbrook High School under Chris Coleman mm-hmm. uh, a, a great mentor to me and you know uh, we knew the principal there we we knew the head football coach and there, there was just athletics was important you know, and I always look for places where athletics was important, but also basketball was important. You know, you go to some places, and if you don't do your research and uh, research the coaches and you know, the staff and the administration, and um, you you might get to a place that looks great on paper, but you know, you you walk in the door and it, it doesn't turn out to be uh, as solid. And not all of my jobs were perfect. You know, there was uh, good, good and bad, and, and each job has that. But I think, you know, you got to weigh those things, you know, at the point you are in your career. And, you know, later on in my career, you know, it wasn't as much about wins. It was about my family. It was about living in a good location for my kids to go to school. What was the teaching environment like? like? So, you know, I think that those requirements for jobs change, you know, as your personal situation changes. Uh, but early on, it was definitely, you know, about wins. And I, and I was very blessed to, to I, I've had a lot of jobs in great places. Uh, I just happened to be in the right time and knew the right people. Yeah, I, I think that's something uh, that, that kind of leads to, to my next point. You know, Coach Don Meyer says that uh, there were five characteristics to a good job. And, you know, if we're going to talk about what makes a good job, uh, do I like where I live? Uh, do I have a chance to win my league? Do I have control over my schedule, which is becoming less and less common? I've I found out that you know some school districts control a lot of the scheduling now. Uh, do I make a reasonable salary, and do I have some sort of control, maybe as an athletic director or a coordinator? Would you agree with those characteristics that uh, make a good job? Oh, definitely. You know, I, I like all of those. 
uh, you know, and everybody's um, order of those uh, is different. Right. You know, uh, you know where you place value uh, is different. And like I said, even at you know different ages, those those values will change. But I, I like all of those things. Um, you know, having control as an AD coordinator, I, I would think you know uh, early on that's probably not you know high on the priority list, but. I, Boy, I would want to have control of my schedule at every level, uh, you know, in every size school. Uh, boy, that would be something that I would, you know, definitely fight for, uh, yeah. is having control over my schedule. Yeah. So as a young coach, you said, uh, uh, you know, is basketball important in this location and can I win here? And that was kind of the maybe the criteria that you looked at early on as, as a young coach. So how old were you when you went to Hampshire for net? Let's see, I was, that was 1990, oh, 99, okay. so uh, 30, yeah. 30, 20, I think I was 29 actually when I got my first uh, head coaching job, so right. uh, I, I started off in the middle school, uh, then I went to the high school level, I got three years at Westbrook High School as an assistant, uh, and then I was able to get on at uh, Hampshire Finette uh, right. and get that job there, so you know, and that was a that was a local thing too. It was an opportunity locally, and you know, like I said, I you know I knew the the right people uh, to get that first opportunity. That first opportunity is always hard. You yeah. know, um, you know, getting that you know chance to be a head coach, uh, regardless of you know you know where you've been, whether you're a big school assistant or a small school assistant or just coming out of college. Getting that opportunity, that first opportunity, is tough, and uh, you know. Uh, it's not a make or break thing either. Some people, you know, just go in and do a great job. Yes. Be a great coach. Be a great leader of men. Uh, do great things in the classroom. And, you know, everybody looks at the record, and obviously, you know, we want to win, and it's important, but it's not the number one thing. You know, as I look at it, I, I didn't look at anybody's wins and losses. And I, I, was, on, I was in on 16 different interviews this summer. Wow. You know, we had four positions come open. I was in on three of them. And so I looked at 16 different coaches, and I didn't look at a single one of them's win-loss record. Wow. Not once. I, I just didn't. You know, um, that wasn't important to me. You know, um, in, in the schools that we had, there was, you know, some criteria of what we needed for, you know, for head coaches. And, uh, you know, wins and losses just wasn't high on my list, you know, um, character development, you know, uh, X's and O's, things like that. What kind of program did you come from? You know, so, uh, you know, I'm jumping all over the place here. No, no, this is good. This is good. (laughs) As an assistant, you know, you want to try to associate yourself with great programs, you know, with head coaches that are, that have networked well, that are active in the uh, coaching community that, you know, uh, also maybe big school districts. You know, it's good to be an assistant in a big school district. Lots of opportunities. Right. So. Yeah, uh, man. There's there's so much we can talk about. I mean, and I don't want to. I mean, I'm I don't want to get into your lunch break here. This, but this is this is such a big, important thing because it's life changing. I mean, uh, one thing that you mentioned that I really liked is. You know, that first job is not a make or break. Uh, just go and do a great job. I really like that because you can spend three years somewhere, and in the lifespan of a basketball coach uh, or an educator, three years is nothing. Like, really, when you think about it, three, th- three years is, is nothing. And so if you do a great job but you're not successful in the wins and losses, you know, you can still bounce back from that. It's not like a college coach is going to be condemned uh, for the rest of their career because they went over, you know. Do, would you agree exactly. with that? 
No, I totally agree with that. You know, um, now you, you don't want to just take a, a a bad school with bad administration, things like that. That's not what I'm saying. But right. if you're not as successful as you know the next guy, it's not a make or break thing. You know, uh, it's still getting experience. You know, I, I started off at small schools. You know, Hampshire Finette was a three A, then Hitchcock was two A. Right. And man, you talk about learning on the fly because you know, and it's mentioned here is that you know at small schools you don't get you to pick your assistants really. You know. It's just who's on the staff, and 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 you really got to work with with those coaches to try to get you know uh, some of your basic philosophy in place. But a lot of times when it comes to game time, boy, you're just you're working on the fly, <laughs> and you're sometimes you're you're out there you know uh, all alone. You know, I remember my first assistant when I was at Hitchcock. You know, every year we got to the playoffs, well, he was the head baseball coach. So he was gone, you know, and there I am, you know, in the playoffs, you know, with uh, a couple of uh, aides who were awesome, awesome people. But, you know, uh, they had limitations. And, sure. uh, so I, I learned a lot. And, you know, there's a lot of things I could have done better. You know, I look back at that myself as that coach. I'm like, man, you know, I, I wish I'd have known then what I know now. Uh, but that's just part of the learning process. And that's part of the learning curve. Yeah, and uh, not just learning on the fly, but uh, you're you're learning by yourself at times at the, at the small school. You know, I kind of feel like uh, one of the thoughts that I had about what makes a good job, does this job that I have now allow me to grow as a basketball coach? And so, you know, maybe working five sports doesn't allow you to grow as a basketball coach or be a learner, uh, you know, and... and you mentioned it earlier, working for a great head coach or working at a big school as an assistant before becoming a head coach will, will kind of help you, allow you to grow. But yeah, there are some struggles at the at the small school, but obviously you were successful, you know, at Hitchcock, the state tournament appearances, um, you know, you had a, a huge impact on those young men in their lives, you know, at a place like Hitchcock. So why don't you talk a little bit about that, being at the small school and then kind of making the transition? Well, you know, um, that was some of my most enjoyable times, and not just because of the state tournament, but just what you said, you know, uh, as far as making an impact and, you know, lifelong relationships with young men, that was probably uh, the the biggest impact I had uh, just because of, you know, the situation that a lot of those young men were in. Uh, you know, at that time, I didn't have any kids, and, you know, there was more um, players, you know, had more kids on the team than I did. Right, yeah. Uh, it, it was just, it was a culture thing. Uh, but, man, you know, they they loved and respected everything that we gave to them. Um, you know, our coaching staff, we just made sure that, you know, we, we treated them like human beings. We, you know, we didn't cuss at them. You know, they heard that every night when they got home. You know, so we, we just treated them with respect, and they showed that respect back. Uh, and, you know, uh, if it wasn't for some of my, you know, aspirations, I never, I never would have needed to, to leave. You know, and that's another thing that, you know, I, I think when you look for a job, you look for uh, an AD, a head coach, uh, football, that is ingrained in the community, mm-hmm. you know, um, that has roots in that community because there's stability there. Yes. Uh, when, when you get that, those higher ups that are, you know, uh, that, like I said, are ingrained in that community, it, it, those are a lot of times those are good places to be. Um, it's a good place to, you know, get some consistency and to build a program uh, and to get that program where you'd like it. 
Yeah, I think as coaches, we all have aspirations. We all have goals that we, we want to achieve. And like you said, things change a little bit. I have two kids now, and so even my thought process is a little different than it was five years ago. But uh, the fact that if you wanted to stay somewhere for a long period of time, you have that option because you know the athletic director, the principal, the uh, administrators are going to be there. So you have that option. Some places, small Correct. schools, every two or three years, it's a revolving door. And so even if you wanted to stay, you, and we all know how hard it is to to stay somewhere when you have a new athletic director every two two years. I mean, even if you like the guy, things are just different because he didn't hire you. So, uh, man, that's, that's huge. I love what you said about, uh, you know, having that ingrained in, in the community, those people. Um, yeah, one thing that uh, a question that I, I like to ask is: Is this job going to help me get the job that I want? And uh, so that could be, you know, you you've been at both of these. So why don't you talk about being a big school assistant and maybe staying there compared to being a small school head coach and then trying to get that big school uh, head coaching job? Well, you know, there's a there's a different dynamic there. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, there is, and you know, uh, I don't. I don't think there's a right or a wrong way. I, I think it really depends on the person. Uh, if you can get uh, each of them, then that's great because um, you know, having that large school experience, you know, uh, as an assistant, being around, you know, and, and it's just everything's magnified. The number of players, just everything about it is magnified. But then also being in that first chair. You know, uh, having that head coaching experience when you can put the two together—that's a—that's a great thing. And I, you know, I was lucky enough to get those those opportunities. Uh, but you know, I don't know that there's a right or a wrong way as far as you know the assistant route or the head coaching route. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I, I went on I think eight or nine interviews uh, when I was at Hitchcock. Uh, I didn't interview until after the third year. Uh, you know, I just at, at that point I wasn't ready. Uh, and after the third year, I've been through three principals, so uh, it was getting kind of old. But uh, but I went on like eight or nine interviews um, until I finally got the Goose Creek Memorial job. And boy, was it frustrating. And there was a lot of times where I was like, man, this two-way you know thing you know is holding me down. But I don't think that's what it was. I just think you know, uh, first of all, got out of playing for me, and you know it what. Those situations weren't the right situations for me. Yeah. So, uh, and like I said, you know, um, if you're going to be an assistant, you know, get yourself in a place that, you know, has a, a quality, you know, head coach, a quality program. Uh, and, you know, regardless of whether you're a small school coach or a, a big school assistant, you have to get out and network. Yeah. You know, one of the things things I have written down that really helped me was summer camps. I worked Lone Star Hoops for 20 years with Jan Jernberg. Mm-hmm. Um, and some prayers out to him and his family as his uh, wife, you know, deals with some is- issues. But, yeah. you know, um, as far as just networking and summer camps, and it wasn't always about the money. Heck, a lot of times I, I lost money during the week because <laughs> <laughs> of all the activities. But, you know, just the, the people that I met through those, uh, you know, and building relationships in the coaching community, uh, you know, and a lot of the jobs were about, you know, who I, who I knew. You know, uh, yeah. Goose Creek Memorial was probably the only one that was kind of blind. Uh, every other job I had, uh, I had a good recommendation. I had good people that, that knew people. People there, and uh, so you know that who you know has been a big factor in my career. Yeah, I, one thing that I wrote down regarding that is, uh, 
you know, as a, as a coach, I think we should have a goal in regards to making relationships. You know, I've, I've never met you in person, or if I have, I don't remember it, but I've at least emailed you five or six times. We're doing the podcast together. Uh, you know, if a coach, if we can make five meaningful relationships each year, not, not 50 of these, here's my, here's my card, you know, or here, you know, not one of those, but just five real meaningful relationships each year. Uh, and these relationships can be other head coaches. They can be the higher-ups in TABC. It can be an administrator. Uh, just five meaning, meaningful relationships each year. Don't you think that will go a long way in regards to our network? Most definitely. Most definitely. And I think that's easily attainable. Um, you know, just through your normal activities and getting involved in organizations. You know, uh, one of the things I did early on was, you know, I got on the uh, rankings committee, then I was on the uh, all, all, uh, all region committee and things like that, you know, and boy, did I meet a lot of coaches through those processes. So getting involved in your organizations is a great way to network and just and just reaching out when you have questions to, to somebody you might not know. You know, uh, the basketball communities uh, of coaches is, is amazing in that regard, in my opinion, is that, you know, just like you said, you didn't know me at all and, you know, uh, I responded, well, people have done that for me throughout my career. Yeah. Um, because you know, uh, none of this stuff I created it was <laughs> it was stolen from somewhere, uh, and I've just you know made it fit uh, to my situation. So uh, I, I definitely think you know our organizations are, are, are big uh, factors in that and can be very helpful for sure. And uh, you know that's one thing I'm so grateful for you and so many other coaches. They're they're willing to share. Like coaches want to share. They want to help because I think we all have this. Uh, kind of ingrained in us I don't want you to make the same mistakes I did or I want you to you know have success you know doing things uh, you know the right way and and coaching is just one of those uh, fraternities that we love to give back and I'm so grateful for you and so many others for for that because that's what this podcast is we just want to give back Uh, and and in in giving a lot of times you learn you know that that's the beautiful thing about it is in that conversation of, you know, giving some advice or whatever else, you might actually learn something from that person you're giving advice to. So, uh, you know, I, I would recommend it on, you know, for so many reasons. Yeah. Uh, getting back real quick to the to being a big school assistant or a big school head coach versus a small school head coach, I think it's important for us to also recognize the location or school district because if you're in a school district, like there are many, I know in the Dallas Metroplex area, that love to hire from within and also in San Antonio, you know, notorious for rehiring from within. Uh, and so, you know, maybe knowing what school district you're in and realizing, hey, this school district uh, kind of has a reputation of hiring assistant coaches who have been there. Uh, that that should be something that we also look at. Don't you don't you agree? No, that's a great point. That's a great point. And, uh, you know, when you said Dallas first, I was like, San Antonio, and then you said that. I was like, yeah, definitely San Antonio. I mean, just great opportunity there as you get in, you know, to that district of, of moving up. Uh, they do a great job. And, you know, I, I hope here in Fort Bend we can start similar practices sure. of hiring great assistants hiring great middle school coaches that want to move up to the high school level and building that pipeline. You know, I think a lot of it is the culture that you build in a, in a district and 
you know, I think Coach Chan and uh, everybody here wants to start building that pipeline so we can start, you know, uh, promoting from within whenever we have the opportunity. You know, yeah. whenever we, you've built good assistance, you know, to take those uh, that next step into that head coaching role. Yeah, no, that's that's good. That as a you know, as an administrator. You know that's that should be a thought process that definitely you have. You know, as a as a head coach, I'm thinking, you know, man, I wish I could get to that school district and be a head coach, just like I'm a head coach here. But as an administrator, you're thinking, hey, let's build, let's build our organization a little bit, and uh, and keep these guys. That's that's a good thought. Um, whenever you took a job, how how long did you want to stay somewhere? Was there kind of a, a set time limit, or what what were you thinking? No, uh, you know, I never really, I never really did have a set time limit. You know, um, early on in my career, when I was a smaller school head coach, like I said, I did, I did know that I wanted to be uh, a head coach at a larger uh, district, but. A lot of that was because of my, you know, career goal to be an athletic director eventually. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but I never put a timeline on it. You know, um, I never really went to a place where I said, you know, I, I, I can only stay here two years, you know. <laughs> I didn't, I just didn't take those type of jobs. I was, you know, I was, I was picky, you know, and I had good jobs, so I, I had the ability to be picky. Yes. You know, and that afforded me the opportunity to pick and choose what jobs I wanted to apply for. Um, so, you know, as far as a timeline, no, you know, I know at Hitchcock, one of the things that I wanted to do when I got there was I got back into the Houston area. I wanted to get my degree, uh, and I wanted to get out of the way early before I had kids and before all of those time constraints. And obviously now with the online degrees, it makes it much easier. Right. Uh, but, you know, it's still not it's not easy. You know, it's very time-consuming, you know, those degrees are. So, you know, but get it early. You know, if you have aspirations of, you know, getting into administration at some point or whatever, you know, get those degrees early. Uh, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day about, you know, the path to an AD. And, you know, I, I would still suggest principal certification uh, because it opens, you know, a lot of doors. And that's what most of those applications, you know, uh, resumes they want on there is the principal cert. But then you can add on a couple athletic admin, admin classes, you know, six hours here and there uh, to fill in that athletic uh, piece. Sure. Uh, but, you know, one of, that was one of the things that was big for me was, you know, getting to a place where, you know, I could go to school uh, and like I said, you know, with the online, it's a little bit easier, but still, uh, you know, I would recommend doing that early if you have aspirations, you know, later in your career to get into the admin side, whether it be athletically or, you know, uh, education. Sure. So uh, from uh, from Goose Creek, did you go to uh, straight uh, friendship from there? Yeah, Friendswood. Friendswood. Sorry, uh, Friendswood. Sorry. No, no, that's okay. And I, I wasn't looking because, you know, Goose Creek was a brand new school. Um, and, you know, I went there, I, I moved there, I hired Damian Bates, uh, I hired Cliff Owens, and I, our goal was to build a program. And then, you know, all of a sudden, uh, I told you, you know, it was a lot about it was who you know. And uh, Darren Chandler from Friendswood, he was leaving, and he called me, and there was quite a few jobs open. And I was like, Darren, you know, I just got here. I, you know, uh, I'm trying to build something and we we improved and we had a good group coming up that I thought you know could be that team that makes the playoffs and starts something and he said you know at the end of the conversation guy goes well what do you think about Friendswood and I was like it kind of caught me off guard I was like well golly Darren it's a great job da 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 he goes well would you be interested in it I go 
well, you know, I never really thought about it. <laughs> trying to build something. And so that was kind of the end of the conversation. And the next day, the principal calls me, uh, who is an ex-basketball coach who uh, goes to the state tournament every year. You know, we, we sat with him, and um, he calls me the next day and asks me to come interview. And so I did, and, you know, the next seven years was history, and it was a, it was a great decision, uh, you know, for my family and everything else, and that was a big part of it. You know, um, I, we've had some really good teams uh, through those years, Um and, you know, I, I didn't take it because I thought we'd win a state championship. I talk, I took it because it was a great teaching environment. It was a great location to raise my children uh, and my family, you know, for them to be. Uh, and athletes that were going to, you know, work hard, yeah. you know, give everything you got, you know. So those were the things that were important coming to that point, you know. Um, so, you know, I, I, I took it and I, I was able to get into some administrative positions in that job that, you know, have pushed me to where, where I am now, where I'm sitting now. Yeah, so uh, from what it sounds like is every decision that you've made, it's, it's been planned, it's been prayed about, but it's also kind of helped you get to the, the position that you are now, which is an assistant athletic director, you know, and, and eventually getting to be a, an athletic director. Is that right? That's correct. That's correct. And, you know, as I as I got older and I got into bigger schools, I, I asked for more opportunities, you know, uh, built on, you know, at Hitchcock, I was actually uh, an assistant principal for the last uh, two and a half years. I was the head basketball coach and assistant principal. Yeah. Um, so that got me some really good experience that I was able to put on a resume, and, you know, managing people outside of the uh, athletic arena. So that was really good, you know, to have on my resume. So that was very helpful. So, but a lot of that started just by, you know, volunteering, you know, Hey, you know, if you have any, you know, opportunities for me, you know, I'd be happy to help out, whether it just be, you know, lunch duty or, you know, admin at a game, anything like that, that you can, you know, put on your resume and, and build if that's a, if that's where you'd like to go, uh, as a, as an end game for your group. Yeah. Um, l- let me let me pose this question, and I think it's something we can talk about. Something that I, I think of sometimes when I think of what makes a good job is, does this school or does this team, does it have a competitive advantage in some area or multiple areas? And what I mean by that is, you know, maybe uh, you have a wealthier clientele, which allows for more opportunities for your kids outside the season. Maybe you just have better athletes, and so you're going to win win more games. Maybe you have a great participation. You know, at Friendswood, maybe you had uh, a huge freshman group coming in every year, and so those numbers are really good at, at the high school level, at the junior high level, and at camps. Maybe the location gives you some sort of advantage. Uh you want to talk a little bit about that, maybe how that kind of plays into what makes a good job? No, I, I, I think all of those things are great points. Um, you know, and, and one thing, your football players, you know, what's the, what's the setup? Yeah. You know, are, they, are they in the same period? You know, that was always important. You know, uh, if your football players and basketball players, period, freshman period, were different, well, boy, that makes it really tough. Counselors aren't going to move twenty-five schedules. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that, that you're at, you're at a disadvantage immediately. So, you know, what's that schedule look like? You know, um, money. You know, especially in today's age of AAU and you know off-season activities, uh, the the more you know 
uh, monetarily uh, sufficient, you know, your community is, the more opportunities that they're going to have. Uh, definitely, you know, and, and and I think you have to weigh those things because, not, unfortunately, not every school is going to have every one of them. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know and so you know, you have to weigh those things. You know, Hitchcock. You know, we didn't have a lot of money, but boy, did we have some dudes. Yeah, right. Uh, they, they made me a great coach. <laughs> and there'll be a lot of people listening to this go, "Yeah, they sure did." You know, uh, but. Yeah, I mean, they made me a great coach because we had dudes just, and a lot of them, you know, basketball was very important in that community. Um, so, yeah, you know, try to get more pros than cons. Yeah. You know, but I'll be honest, there are some cons that I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't touch a job, you know, mm. you know, as far as an AD that's not supportive of, of all programs, you know, I'm not going to a job. I, I just... You know, I somewhat made one mistake uh, in that, but, you know, it was overcome with admin, you know, around. You know, it wasn't as bad as it could have been, but every one of my jobs had great people uh, in those positions that cared about all the programs. You know, when I first took friends with job, Steve Van Meter was the head coach. He's now the uh, head football coach at Hutto. Mm-hmm. And, man, he was just amazing with all the programs. He wanted everybody to be successful. And, you know, that's a big thing. And there's just, I think there's probably, you know, some things that, you know, as far as support from admin, if there's a history of a lack of support from administration, then I'm not looking at that job. I don't care how how good the athletes are, yeah. um, because it's going to be miserable. You know, um, it's going to be miserable. I, you know, I've, I've known coaches and you know that have had those issues, and, and it makes going to work every day miserable. And uh, you know, we, we enjoy what we do with the kids, but you know, that's just you know, a, a small portion of the day. You know, if everything else about the job uh, is miserable, then it, it makes it tough, you know, uh, your class schedule. You know, sometimes early on, it you know, you might have some tougher class class schedules. But as I got later in my career, you know, I wasn't going to take a job where I was teaching, you know, five science classes. Yeah. I just wasn't. Yeah. Uh, going back to something that you mentioned, you know, I, I think there's some ways maybe that we as coaches can find out if uh, an athletic director supports all sports or, you know, is going to, you know, help help the basketball program. You know, uh, the, the first thing I think we need to think of is how can we help all the programs? Like we need to look internally first and say, OK, am I am I the you know, am I the reason that maybe this guy is not. Uh, wanting to support basketball so you know maybe just a quick look in and say okay am I doing my job to you know help the school help uh, you know the tennis program help you know am I getting my basketball players to go to the football games you know whatever it is maybe the first thing is to look inside and say okay what can I do to help all the programs and then you know some other things possibly and you can definitely add to this list is you know success of the the school slash the uh, football uh, coach and their basketball programs kind of as a history, uh, you know, uh, from friends or other coaches that you, you trust or are mentors that will tell you the truth, uh, you know, and then just getting advice like we talked about earlier. What are some other ways maybe that we can find out if, if this is the right fit, you know, if this is going to be something that's going to work? Yeah, you know, definitely researching all those avenues. Um, you know, I'll be honest. A lot of I've looked at message boards before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I've I've looked at what's the what's the you know what's the culture of the community. You know what what's the general atmosphere. 
you know, is it negative? Is it positive? You know, uh, those type of things. Definitely looking at, at all the programs, you know, and, and some programs aren't going to be good at certain districts. That's just the clientele doesn't, you know, lend itself that way. But, you know, you want a culture of a positive culture, a culture of winning, you know, uh, if at all possible. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, building that culture is hard to do. You know, especially uh, if you, you know, get into a place that, you know, doesn't, you know, it's everybody, every man for himself. Right. You know? uh, and I totally agree. You can't have that attitude. You know, you have to be the leader in that area of, you know, um, affording your, you know, basketball players every opportunity to do anything that they want to do, whether it be, you know, in the band, in the football team, whatever, baseball, give them every opportunity that you can. And, was I 100% on that? No. No. I, you know, I, there were opportunities that I probably missed throughout, you know, my career. But I was consistent in the fact that, you know, if you wanted to do something, then go do it. You know, and I'm going to support you, you know, uh, 100% in that endeavor. So uh, we have to definitely be leaders in that area. And uh, that that reputation, you know, follows you. You know, um, I think, you know, that helped me get quite a few jobs was, you know, we talk about that smaller school versus uh, assistant. When you have that experience at small school where you had to share athletes and you get into that 4A, 5A head coaching interview and you've had to share athletes, you know, it makes a difference. Sometimes, you know, that 5A, 6A assistant that has just coached basketball through the years, you know, uh, sometimes that football coach looks at it and goes, ah, is he really going to work with me? You know, there's not that history or experience there. So, you know, having that uh, experience of, you know, sharing athletes and, and doing those things, because even at Friendswood, you know, we were a 6A, we were a small 6A, but we shared a lot of athletes. Yeah. A lot of athletes. It, it was, you know, and it's becoming more and more common uh, at the larger schools because we keep building schools and keeping enrollment around 2,000, 2,100, you know, in that area. Well, you know, you're going to have to share athletes when you only have 20, you know, 2,100, 2,500. I know that sounds like a lot to some small school coaches, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, uh, athletically, you're, you're sharing, you're sharing athletes, uh, at that level. So, uh, it's, it's a very important aspect, uh, in getting hired. Yeah. Man, there, there's so much more we can talk about, but I don't want to take too much of your too much of your day. There, the kind of the last thing I wanted to mention was in regards to what makes a good job is uh, we we talked about having support of the administration and some specifics there would be uh, what is my teaching schedule like and and you mentioned you know teaching five or six science classes you know that would maybe not not make it a good job for you uh are you allowed to run your program your way and and by that i mean with with conditioning or with uh maybe you have a a player non-negotiable page that you expect everybody to sign and that the administration's on board with um uh and uh you know the ability to work with the junior highs and the elementaries joe lombard talks about how the first thing he would ask in an interview is what is my setup with the junior highs because he wanted to have control over his junior high girls basketball program you know the, i think those are things that play into is the administration supporting me are there are there some other things that you would add to that list uh you know um obviously the the sharing athletes thought but 
those are the number one things that I would ask in an interview. You know, like I said, I went through quite a few interviews, and you know, I would ask multiple questions. Uh, if I was sitting in that interview, and when they said, "Do you have any questions?" You know, yes, I do. You know, what what are your thoughts on? Uh, you know, as far as me running my program. You know, uh, what if I uh, have it in my policy and I discipline the kids? You know, what if my policy is more stringent than the you know athletic code? You know, is that, you know, feasible? Because I've been at places where there was almost no athletic code, and I just didn't operate that way, you know. Um, but so th those are all things that, you know, you, you got to research, you got to look into, you know, word of mouth, you know, check with coaches that have been there. And they may not have been basketball coaches there. You know, maybe they were in another sport or something else. There's a common, you know, connection and, and find out, you know, what is – you know, what, what is that administration truly about, you know? Um, and it becomes pretty evident, you know, uh, through just a little bit of research. But, yeah, uh, you know, are they going to support me and my programs? And, you know, I, I've told my assistants uh, all along, you got to pick your battles. Yes. You know, when it, when it comes to – you're not going to get everything. So you got to really, you know, pick your battles as to what – is really important to your to your players and to your program, you yeah. know, and to your coaching staff. Um, so you, you can't just fight every single one of them because, you know, uh, you, you're just not going to win them, and, and you're going to beat yourself up. So you gotta you gotta save. Sometimes you gotta save for that for that one time when you really need it, when your program really needs it, and it's something really important. Yeah. So uh, you know, and but. You know, as like I said, support from admin and, and their outlook towards an athletic program um, is very important, you know, into the success of, of any good, uh, you know, basketball program. Yeah. Well, Coach Keener, thank you so much for, for being with us today, man. This has been a pleasure and a lot of good stuff, a lot of food for thought for our audience. Is there anything that we maybe didn't cover or anything you wanted to add that uh, would be some words of wisdom to, to the audience listening? No, you know, uh, I mean, like I said, I I was very fortunate uh, in, in all the things that I was able to do in my coaching career. I'm enjoying this uh, admin. I'm uh, I'm actually in our field house right now. I've got the best gym I've ever uh, ever uh, at whatever school I was ever at. You know, uh, I just don't coach in it anymore. But, uh, <laughs> You know, people were putting gym picks up the other day, and I almost came in and took a picture of this one. Yeah. But uh, I, don't, I don't get to coach in it. But, uh, you know, uh, find out what's important to you, uh, and then, you know, chase after it. And do the best job you can at the place that you're at because, um, you know, just like we have a network, you know, uh, people that hire have a network as well. You know, and, and if there's something there, they're going to find it. You know, so do a great job at everything that you do uh, and keep your, you know, your athletes and, uh, in mind and do a great job in the classroom. I think that's the other thing. You know, most places, especially in our district right, that I'm in, in Fort Bend, you better be a good teacher. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, it doesn't matter how good of a coach you are. You better be a good teacher. Uh, and we, there's a saying, you know, the best teachers make the best coaches. Uh, so uh, and vice versa. So. You know, uh, that's a very important piece. So I, I always try to do a really good job in the classroom. Um, 
you know, maybe not as much later on when I was just a, a teacher at uh, Friendswood. <laughs> <laughs> it gets it gets harder. It gets harder and harder. Uh, I, and <laughs> yeah, for for sure. Uh, so. Well, thanks again, Coach. This has been a, a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Hey, no problem, Brian. Thank you for uh, letting me uh, have this opportunity.